Hello, and welcome to the Working Tools Masonic Podcast, where today we will be discussing public perceptions of Freemasonry. Ladies and gentlemen, brethren all, welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, a casual conversation around Freemasonry. First, it's important to note that our thoughts and opinions are our own and do not reflect those of our Grand Lodge or respective craft or concordant bodies. Please connect with us and ask questions via our website at theworkingtoolspodcast.com. Today on the Working Tools Podcast, we have our three quarters of our usual gang. Uh, we have Worshipful Brother Stephen Chung from Kelowna, British Columbia. Right Worshipful Brother Trevor McCune, who's the Grand Historian of the Grand Lodge of British Columbia and Yukon. And myself, Very Worshipful Brother Matt Apple from down here in the, in the Grand Lodge of Washington Territory, if you will. And uh, so this episode sort of started as an idea because Trevor had made some observations about what's been going on in the press and in the public sphere of late um, that sort of has been glancing off of masonry or touching on the, uh, the name of masonry at least. And so I guess, um, right worshipful sir, if you would, you would uh, take your observations to the crowd, please. It's just something that I noticed. So we had uh, in British Columbia a month ago, March 30th, three of our buildings torched. Uh, there's a um, publication ban. So I don't even think officially we know the fellow's name. Uh, and I don't know why, what that's all about. Regardless, um, it's very clear that this was a target attack against Freemasonry. But <clears throat> this is just sort of the final symptom, the final result uh, of something that's almost systemic, where Freemasons are identified with other secret societies, fictional ones like the water buffaloes and dangerous ones like the uh, mafia uh, or Cosmonaster or whatever. So two incidences happened in the last month that I thought were noteworthy in light of the recent arson. And one has to do with a restaurant tour, restaurant uh, owner in Kitsilano in Vancouver, who refused to close down when, when told to, and she had a rally turn up of anti-maskers, one of whom uh, stuck her face in the camera for the global television, I think, uh, anchor or um, reporter, uh, and said that what he should be doing is investigating the Freemasons. Implying? That we were behind either COVID or the masks or everything. Probably everything. Right, because um, we rule the world, right? Precisely. And, uh, and I thought it was just the weather. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the next day, uh, uh, Toronto, uh, the Globe and Mail newspaper, uh, published a, an article by a woman who had written a book recently about a 25-year-old sex cult in Quebec, I think. Not sure, it doesn't matter. Uh, but she described the, um, this sex cult or, uh, as a secret society in the same light as describing Freemasonry. And that's not libel and that's not anti-Masonic. It's, it's, it's lazy journalism uh, reaching for a metaphor, 
and, and all you can find is, is Freemasonry for secrecy. But it's that systemic grinding down of making fun of Freemasonry, fictionalizing Freemasonry. And that I think is a bigger danger to us to, than, than the anti-Masons. Just my thought. What do you mean fictionalizing? Well, so in the same breath as, as, a, as a reporter would mention the water buffaloes, she'll say uh, the Freemasons. So oh. we, we are just uh, bit players on, um, uh, on, on television shows you know, for, the, well, for the last 40 years. Uh, we've been the staple of, of uh, police procedurals at some point. Every series has to have a someone get killed in a lodge hall. Certainly in, in British uh, drama, police procedurals. So uh, it's been going on for years. And of course the internet, like, uh, like it does with everything, it's just made it all that much more apparent and made it that much faster. Right. And, and so there's actually a group of people out there thinking that the Freemasons are responsible for COVID. Oh, by no, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, as if we would come up with something that would be targeting our exact membership, uh, right? Of older people hang out in closed spaces, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, right after, I don't think there's any reason I can't mention this, right after the fires, uh, someone posted into a Facebook page. Something to the effect of three lodges all at once. That's a bit of a coincidence. Maybe it was a black flag operation. We burnt down our own buildings for our own purposes. Oh. So you see, these people are completely delusional, completely tied to a, a uh, uh, cognitive dissonance uh, with them in reality that you can pile anything on top of it. And it, I, don't, I don't think it, it uh, weakens it at all. Well, uh, I guess those who are uninformed, um, you know, I guess they randomly find something in their head and, and decide that that might be the target or the, uh, what they'll accuse. I, I, uh, uh, I, I wish there was a way that we, we had to uh, inform them other than just telling them that, you know, that's not us, uh, you know, they can do all this research and, and find all these conspiracy theories. How come they can't find stuff that validates us otherwise, right? You know, I, I think part of it, there's so much ignorance out there. I mean, it, at one point, at least here in the States, there was, was like one out of every 10 adult males was a Freemason kind of thing. There was, we, there were enough Masons out there that everybody knew one. And pretty much so there was a, uh, I don't know if familiarity is quite the word, but at least you were aware that the organization existed, that Bob down the street was a Mason, and eh, Bob's a decent guy. So, you know, at least there was some familiarity there. At this point, we are so, we've shrunk so much, and we've in some ways deliberately shrunk from, from the public eye so much that, you know, someone could say, oh, the Freemasons are behind that, and nobody would know any different. You know, nobody would be able to say, well, you know, my uncle's a Freemason. He's not a bad guy. It's just not out there. I almost think we're suffering from ignorance, not just, not maliciousness, but ignorance of our existence. Some of it is willful ignorance, certainly those who feed it. But in the main, uh, I think more people under 30 will be familiar with the Illuminati than they will with Freemasonry. 
uh, if they were asked to identify it. Someone did an interview in front of the White House, having nothing to do with the White House, but that was the backdrop, man on the street sort of interview, asking passerbys, what is Al-Qaeda? This was 10, 15 years ago. Uh, and one of the people said, listen to me, <coughs> Al-Qaeda is a secret uh, chapter in the Freemasons. Uh, so it's all about word recognition. Nothing. Wow. There's no meaning behind any of it. Yeah. I, I, lives. So, and part of what started this conversation, I think, was someone was talking uh, before about how we shouldn't be a society with secrets, that we have to be much more transparent. I'm sorry. Cameron was saying that we are a society with secrets. Uh, and we should be emphasizing that. I guess it's a question of, of, of terms. And I don't like calling us a secret society because people know about us. And I don't like calling us a society with secrets because that's, that's, that's the FBI or, you know, mm -hmm. not <coughs> us. We're a private society. And what we do is private. Has been always been my thinking, but he wants us to retain the secrecy more because he's equating that with mystery, and I cannot agree with him more that yes, we have to retain our mystery, but we can we can retain our mystery um, and not be secretive about it. And quite frankly, uh, it's been too long a week, and I'm too tired to try and make an argument for that point. <laughs> Yeah, it's I, well as I've said before. I mean, just we we're so we're so out of the public eye at this point that anyone can say anything, and I I almost feel as I've said before on this podcast that we should we as a you know the Grand Lodge of Washington or some group should almost just say put out an ad or a billboard or whatever that just says Happy Thanksgiving from the Freemasons of Washington, and just leave it at that. It's not recruiting. It's not anything. It's just hey, we still exist and we think Thanksgiving is a good thing, <laughs> and you know just keep our name in people's eyes yeah with with some positive uh aspect to it you know yeah e even if it's just a simple greeting like you say right just it, it's a positive out there that connects us to positive thing yeah yeah uh which brings us to uh, another point that was raised recently i think has to do with charity and whether charity should be what's on that billboard about Freemasonry, uh, us handing checks to somebody, us turning sod, us helping a child, us kneeling down to help a child stand uh, walk. Is, is that the flagship that we should be flying Freemasonry with? I don't know. I, I, I think that, um, yes, we do charitable things. And that can always be noted, but normally we do them nonchalantly, not for the uh, publicity of it. Um, we do it for the sake of doing that that particular thing. And uh, so, no, I don't think that that should be the main focus when publicizing us. I think that maybe our, some of the values or things like that are, might be a better thing to uh, work into a promotion. 
it's like we've discussed before that masonry isn't really a charity and, and shouldn't be. And but masonry should or masonry should inspire masons to charitable to act charitably to charitable works. And it's a it's sort of a different thing. That said, then we go and organize ourselves and have Shriner hospitals and, and that sort of stuff. And you cannot deny the good that those things have done. So it's, I don't know, I guess I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth there, <laughs> but it's, it's hard to, but, but, but that's not, I mean, the Shriners hospital is a different uh, arm or leg of the uh, fraternal organization. It is not blue lodge, which is, is, uh, the base of Freemasonry um, is our, our, just our regular blue lodges, right? So when you think about what the Shriners do, um, I think it's fa fabulous work they do. And, and um, thank goodness most of them are retired because all the work they do takes a lot of work and effort uh, to accomplish. And um, I think that the guys who wanted to do more of that service type thing um, really get what they're looking for when they join the Shriners. You know, um, I no different than when some guys are, are looking to join um, either the Scottish Rite or the York Rite. Um, if they're, if they're joining the right thing to, uh, to, uh, for a particular reason, you know, they're seeking out that, uh, hopefully they get that from that organization. And I think that the good charitable things that are done by um, the concordant bodies are great, but I think that's where people uh, start to gain that misconception that we are charitable, uh, uh, a charitable organization, right? Because we are so tied together in our uh, concordant bodies, right? I agree. Yeah, although I know there, there are a fair number of people out there who don't associate the Shriners with Masonry anymore. Again, Masonry has shrunk from the public eye so much that I don't, the Shriners have to tell people, no, you have to be a Mason first when they, when someone walks into the local Shriners hall and says, I want to join. So. Do, do they not say Shrine Masons on their, their logo or one of their word marks? I thought called it Shrine Masons. I, they do, and they, they do like them, the local shrine building near here. There's a big square and compass on the, there's a square and compass and the shrine symbol are on the gate as you drive through kind of thing. So it's not, they obviously don't hide it, but I don't, they, it's not always there, I guess. You know, it's, it's the Shriners Hospitals for Children. It's not the Shrine Masons Hospitals for Children or whatever. So, and I don't begrudge them that. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just. I'm not sure if the square and compasses emblem is actually that much more or has that much higher recognition uh, than, than the term, the, the word Freemason. Because I'm constantly showing people the square encompasses on my phone and say, asking them, do you have any uh, jewelry or furniture, you know, in and out of stores all the time, anything that has this on it. Uh, and eh, maybe even 20% of the time, it's, uh, what is that? <laughs> so... Yeah, yeah. I actually thought it would have more recognition. No, I would say two out of every ten. Yeah. Two or three out of every twenty, you know. Enough to make it noticeable, that people say. Mm -hmm. Younger people, uh, for the most part. Yep. Um, 
Although it was wonderful when I walked into one store and someone uh, <clears throat> immediately recognized it from a board game, World of Warcraft or something, the Illuminatus trilogy, uh, who knows, one of the many, game, many, many games, and presided to, be, to give me a little lecture on what Freemasonry was. <laughs> 18-year-old who's just learned everything he can about this game. And, uh, great. and uh, found someone who would listen to it. <laughs> and, and how much did he actually comprehend? Oh, uh, close enough, you know, for all, for all he needed to know. Right. Uh, I, I did correct, I think, a few minor points. <laughs> we had nothing to do with the Illuminati. Oh, no, they got it now. <laughs> Yeah, that can always be fun. Uh, I had a I had a brief discussion this morning where I had to explain what Freemasonry was again because um, a guy noticed I, I got these emblems that said Masonic Edition, and I put it on my uh, back of my car underneath the Honda Accord uh, symbol, right or name, and the guy said, "You know, I've driven a lot of Hondas in my life." But what's a Masonic edition? <laughs> well, you know that's <clears throat> that's the driver, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was it was it was a good conversation we had, though. But um, uh, he, um, I think he's more of a conspiracy theorist. Uh, that yeah, wasn't a good connection. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm always amazed at how many conspiracy-minded people we have within the craft. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't think Freemasonry has anything to do with that, but they've got all their own, be it 9-11 or whatever, that uh, chemtrails. Yep. It, 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 I'm, I'm, I, too, am surprised. How many have, uh, you know, let it, let it be known that they're, they think that way um, quite openly um, is very surprising, right? Uh, it's not surprising to me because I have a tendency to smile and nod a lot. <clears throat> I understand and I'm agreeing with them. <laughs> I don't start edging away until later. <laughs> But they are my brothers, you know, so I'll give them yeah. a, a hearing. And they're entitled to their opinions, you know, uh, as wacky as some of them may seem. <laughs> but right. you know, I joined Freemasonry looking for an entry into the unified conspiracy theory ah. right out of college. And I knew it, or I believed it wasn't to be found, but I had to check off the negative box on that one. Uh, I was pretty sure that it wasn't. I didn't, uh, believed it wasn't because of uh, my father's involvement. But um, uh, but uh, all of my readings always kept mentioning Masonry. So I said, okay, the only way I'm gonna figure this out is to join and figure and look at their records. So I joined and I looked at the records and I spent 30, 40 years now studying the records. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, and now five it. years later. I have not found the conspiracy, but I have been looking for it all these years. But by doing that, I sort of inoculated myself, if you will, against the whole logic of conspiracy theories. 
the way of, of creating these building blocks of, of, of discord. Uh, and um, so any of the other ones that come along, I now say, okay, well, they're using the same argument for 9-11, say, that they use to implicate Freemasonry in, in, the, uh, in the Kennedy assassination. Uh, or, or whatever historical example you want to take. Uh, so they're all using the same argument. So I would have thought that a Freemason would be inoculated against this, but obviously not. Uh, it's, yeah, it, it takes all kinds, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And there was, a, hmm? No, go ahead. I was just going to say, and there'll be a channel for them somewhere. Yes. You you jog my memory in there and oh the private society thing the there earlier it finally came percolated through my brain you were saying about the secret society society with secrets private society thing and it's um, it's an interesting triangulation uh, my wife so my wife we had a guy who was interested in joining the lodge and he asked if you know if there are secrets to the lodge and I said well yeah there are some but they're you know. They're not, you know, earth shattering or anything, but there, there are things that, you know, if something goes on in the meeting, whatever, you're not supposed to discuss it outside the meeting. And uh, there's a couple of little secrets that go, or a couple of secrets that go with masonry, little or big, depending on how you look at them, I suppose. But he said that he and his wife have no secrets between them. And so that he was not allowed to have a, um, he wasn't going to join masonry because he's, he's, he would be keeping secrets from his wife. And so this guy's a, a financial advisor. And my, my statement to him was, well, it's kind of, it's more private. It's like you wouldn't talk to your wife about your clients. You wouldn't say, John Smith has $10 million in the bank. That's something that, be, oop, as I hit my microphone, that's something between you and John Smith, not something that you share with your wife necessarily. It made me wonder a little bit, maybe he does, but, but uh, there's, there's a, a line there that, you know, if, if I were to tell my wife everything that goes on in our meetings, I don't know that she would care. And, but I still, I keep that to myself. And I think there's a, I don't know what you call it. Your private society thing is actually a very good name, I think, for that. It makes sense. Um, I like to keep referring to us as a private society uh, for a couple of reasons. Uh, the biggest, um, I'm not going to say threat, but certainly concern that, that Freemasons should have on the public stage at the moment is a growing sense that there's something wrong with Freemasonry because women can't join. That was always in the background, but usually not a big issue. Uh, most women say, yeah, fine, whatever, do whatever you want to do, I don't care, uh, and that's fine. But I've seeing a growing pushback to the male-only aspect of it. Uh, one of the, when you think for a moment, ah, uh, at one of the press conferences, uh, I believe our, uh, we held two press conferences about the arson. Uh, and at one of them, after saying simply, we have no comment and go talk to the police, that's their business. Uh, and there was one reporter, a woman, who wanted to ask about women can't belong, why can't women, you know, whatever. And he was a little abrupt with her because I think he was, I don't know, I haven't talked to him about this, but I suspect he was blindsided. He didn't expect 
a question like that. So I didn't really know how to, how to deal with it. But I suspect that there's going to be more of that sort of thing. Uh, so I agree. I think that's an interesting question that looms over masonry in the, in the future here. And as a private group, a bunch of guys who just like to hang out together for our own reasons, thank you very much, uh, protected up here by, you know, freedom of association. My corollary to freedom of association is the freedom to choose who you associate with. Uh, so if we want to keep out uh, women, that's our business. A rump, a rump. <laughs> <laughs> And on that harumph-filled note, I think our time is drawing to a close here for our, our discussion. So on behalf of Trevor and Steve and myself, uh, thank you all for listening to the Working Tools podcast, and we look forward to talking with you again soon. Goodbye. <laughs>